Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the story straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Welcome to the Mississippi Minute. Don't forget, before we get started today, there are so many amazing things to do right here in Mississippi. Go to visitmississippi.org to find out a whole lot more. Speaking of visitmississippi.org, Today's guest knows a whole lot about that, as he is part of that incredible history and treasure uh, that we uh, celebrate from culinary, uh, and he spent some time in the woods, uh, not with his wife, necessarily, although he's probably in the doghouse right now, like I am, but that we'll get to that in a second. A Jackson native who would move away, get married, have kids, and like so many of us, get called back home. He grew up listening to stories his grandfather from Holly Bluff would often tell. So the Delta was forever stained in his heart and soul and where he chose now to call home. A heck of a chef, a hunting guide and storyteller in his own right. So much about this man screams Mississippi. A founding member of the Delta Supper Club, which I do dig, he knows. And you can experience firsthand all that puts this man at peace with every glorious sunrise and every mysterious sunset at Esperanza Outdoors where he calls work his home, which uh, we'll dig into deep and a whole lot more, celebrate his life, his family, everything right now in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. As always, my pal, welcome Stuart Robinson. What's up, Chef? Thanks, Steve. Happy to talk to you, my friend. Well, it's a beautiful day in the Delta. Yeah, yeah, it always is beautiful, no matter what's coming down. Hey, uh, yes. so the last time we were together, we did the river to river. We brought... My music and stories of the songs that I write about home, especially, and then you and David Cruz came in and uh, and brought your stories and food, and uh, and we did this river to river all the way to Astoria, Oregon, Columbia, and then we had to all race home because of all this crazy pandemic stuff, right? <laughs> That's right. We we got to bring some stories home with us. Uh, <laughs> I think we went out there to tell some, uh, and once it was all said and done, we definitely came back with some. Which look, that's what it's all about, anyway, right? Right, right. Well, so. Uh, getting so I've done the Delta Supper Club a, a few occasions with you guys, and a lot of times we're on yeah. the road and it kills us because we'd do every one if we could. But just getting to work with you and David, and watching you come out and tell stories behind each serving. I mean, it was like um, I mean, you, you listen to your grandfather growing up. I, obviously, that left a, a very impressionable uh, mark on you forever. The way you guys tell stories, I feel like I'm watching a poet or a songwriter. It's so much a part of our history, right? 
So t- well, I think with us, uh, one of the things, one of the main reasons we started Supper Club was storytelling. You know, in the, in the Delta in particular, Mississippi for sure is a state, but the Delta in particular, I found myself like as I moved back to Mississippi and was spending more and more time in the Delta, these situations where I'd be sitting around with a group of people and they'd start telling me a story about, you know, pirate Indians or you know, Teddy Roosevelt, the real story behind his bear hunt, or, you know, World War II uh, pilots and these women that, that were serving in the Army Air Corps, all these stories that I, I really didn't know a ton about. But it was a history buff. And I'd go, and some of them I would look up, and you couldn't find hardly anything. You could maybe find enough information to confirm the story happened, but not near on the level of detail that we heard from some of the Delta locals. And I, I totally recognize that sometimes our stories can get stretched and you know, deltified a little bit. But I think that history of oral storytelling, as much as anything, is the reason for the creation of Supper Club. I think the food is just the uh, the vessel that gives us the opportunity to share those stories. We're talking to, doc- to, to I almost called you doctor, which it could be the doctor, <laughs> Chef Stuart Robinson. Right? So, Chef, so I always think about this. The folks that just sit down, and there's times for us all, we got to sit down, eat, and go. But there's so many great stories when it comes to the culinary world. And a lot of people just miss the boat. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. The, people don't take time to just enjoy and take it all in. You know what I mean? It's almost like, okay, I'm going to listen to this song and I'm going to move on. I mean, for sure. you and I see things. We're, we're very passionate about what we do. And because of that, you're not going to just get a song or you're not just going to get a meal. You're going to get the reason for that. Um, Absolutely. Tell me about your grandfather growing up. So I really had had two amazing grandfathers and grandmothers on both sides that really influenced who I am and, and who I've become. Um, my grandparents from, I had one grandfather that was from Holly Bluff. Um, his family grew up in Yazoo City, uh, Willie Morris time period. I, his brothers actually mentioned in Good Old Boy at one point. Um, so he had moved from the Delta well before I was ever on the scene. So most of what I knew of the Delta was just those stories. Uh, and he lived in Memphis, but he always kept a you know half-acre garden in their backyard, which was huge to me at the time, um, you know, living in a place of where acreage is measured in thousands of acres. But that, that half-acre garden felt gigantic to me. Right. Um, and he taught me you know, the value of, you know, working with your hands in the garden and growing something. I spent most of my summers, I'd spend a month or more up there with him. Um, and, you know, he was uh, the guy who loved to bass fish and, you know, the huge duck hunter and all those things. So I, I learned a lot of those things from him. Um, but on the other end of the spectrum was my grandfather from Jackson, which was an old Jackson family. And, you know, they, uh, they much more were into white tablecloth and fine dining and, you know, high-end French restaurants, and, you know, we'd go on vacation. It would be to New Orleans to go eat at Galatoire's or, you know, just the old French standards. So I kind of grew up with a – he was the one that that fly fished and, you know, made sure you learned how to properly throw a fly rod before you could really get out there and Mm -hmm. and go abuse a fish. So I kind of had both ends of the spectrum with those guys, and and, and that was true in food and as well as it was in the outdoors, which kind of gave me, I think, a little bit of balance. I I love – high-end cuisine but at the end of the day the question is does it taste good um if it, if it doesn't taste good then you know it doesn't matter how pretty it is or how creative it was if it doesn't taste good it doesn't matter when we were together and i got to 
be a part of what you guys did. So let's just back it up and go. Sure. So we're there, the Columbia River, the Mississippi River. We're sharing. Here we here we come. And obviously, uh, Chef Chris Holland's there, a friend of ours uh, who I brought down. You know, I, well, I introduced you guys. You guys brought him down for the Delta Supper Club. And then returning the favor, he, we came up. The I've done a lot of shows in Astoria. There's a great theater called the Liberty, uh, which is just fantastic. Uh, old, old school, about a four or five hundred seater, and it's just like playing in its own way uh, the nor- Pacific Northwest version uh, version of the Opry. I mean, of the uh, of the Ryman Auditorium. Mm-hmm. It just feels you just feel like you're at church. You know what I'm saying? And so, right. But to watch you guys prepare the food. Okay, you came with a plan, right? And then it's like us coming in. We have a song idea, and all of a sudden another song happens. And those songs are usually the ones that write themselves, and those are the ones that you stick with. So you guys, are the Black Eyed Pea thing, I want <laughs> folks to hear this. So I am not a bold peanut guy. I, I'm not going to do it. It ain't happening. And so many people, so my band members love it. You know, and my brother Joe would always get it and bring it. I said, get those things out of the, you know, out of the bus. So... But you guys were trying the Black Eyed Pea thing. Y'all sort of just came up with, I think, on the just on the moment's notice, and then you, you decided we're going to make these things like boiled peanuts. You, we don't want them to be cooked. And yeah. so when you're going in and cooking, and you're, and you're, I guess the best way to see it, you're, you guys are fearless. And well, yeah, I think you just got to let it. And I think music's the same way. You let it talk to you and let it tell you what it needs to be. And sometimes you get it right, and sometimes you get it wrong. And Right. Uh, you know, I, those those peas were fresh. I mean, they they tasted amazing before we ever did anything to them. So I think, you know, the mentality was, hey, look, why why do we want to steal from what it already is? Let's just go light and let the peas do the talking. And Incredible. I, you got to be there. And it turned out great, didn't it? You guys were throwing the kitchen sink in there. I mean, it was so crazy. You, the You know, the beer you were drinking, the da I was like, what's going on over there? You know, and I get that a lot. Well, on stage, there's definitely, after a certain amount of time in, in – uh, on stage and doing it your whole life, you become fearless and very comfortable. So if it doesn't go well, you're just sort of okay with it because it's part of the it's just part of the deal. And and I think the crowd realizes, well, that was a really great moment. But you guys are serving food, and the food still has to taste <laughs> great. I don't care how good the story is, but those those exactly. black eyed peas were ridiculous. I mean, ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Have you made it? You guys yeah, made I, them since or no? Uh, I really haven't. Uh, I'd love to. I, you know, I get the uh, if I get the opportunity again, I certainly will. It hadn't been one that I've come across yet, but man, it, it was. I think the the food was great, but looking back, just that evening of of preparing food together, man, that, what a hoot, right? I mean, right. Getting to have you guys back there, and our our wives were around, and Chris and his family, and uh, just spending time together and laughing and telling stories. Well. We'll keep laughing and telling stories. That it was an amazing uh, event, and the last thing that we both have done basically since since March, we're in a Mississippi minute. Go to visitmississippi.org to find out all the cool things, like visiting my man, Chef Stuart Robinson at EsperanzaOutdoors.com, where he can give you the tour of a lifetime uh, in a place that's very safe right now, especially in this day and age. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. I'm Steve Azar.
Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rocking along a Mississippi highway with a Mississippi brother. Go to visit Mississippi.org to find out the cool things you can do. We're going to celebrate right now a little Esperanza outdoors and figure out where all this came from. That You can go to that as well as visit Mississippi.org to find out a whole lot of cool things you can do right now that's just around the corner, just up the street, that maybe you just never knew about. So you're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. I'm Steve Azar. I'm with Chef Stuart Robinson. So, Stuart, tell me about your day job and your night job or, you know, you know and, and how it all came to be. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I moved back to Mississippi with my wife and two girls in uh, 2008. We moved to Oxford initially. I was uh, working in insurance at the time, um, working as a claims adjuster, covered the Delta as part of my territory. Was a duck hunter, as much of a duck hunter as you could be living in the panhandle of Florida, coming back to Mississippi. But I knew I wanted to get back into duck hunting here in the Delta and, and figure out what that looked like. Through a couple of common connections, I was introduced to a guy named Cameron Dinkins, who now is definitely my best friend and, and business partner in Esperanza Outdoors. Um, started duck hunting with Cameron at uh, in Glen Allen, Mississippi. They, oh, yeah. they, you know, it comes back to history again. You know, Glen Allen and Lake Washington was the first area settled in the Mississippi Delta. Um, you know, the guys were coming down the river at that point, and that was a high point, and then they were already a, a large number of Indians that had settled in the area. Uh, so Lake Washington ended up being one of the first home sites that ever existed in the Delta, and that's where Linden Plantation is now, and it's a uh, home base for our operation. It's been in Cameron's family for, I think, five generations. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what the duck hunting is amazing. It really is. We're, we're blessed. We border Yazoo National Wildlife Refuge on one side, which is a 14,000-acre waterfowl refuge, um, and Lake Washington on the other. So geographically, we're, we're definitely blessed when it comes to the hunting, um, as well as the scenery. And I think, for me, the, the draw was, you know, the history, the setting, the place, the whole experience. You know, like you and I have talked about before, just getting those experiences. Um, and every time that I found myself heading to the Delta, I felt myself, uh, I describe it as my pendulum finds its center in the Delta. Things slow down and, and feel right. And, you know, Linden and Glen Island and Lake Washington has always been an area that, to me, things just feel right. So, I guess about eight years ago, Cameron and I decided, hey, let's see if we can make a business out of this. We know plenty of people want to come and get an experience. So we ended up creating our own little boutique duck hunting operation. We have people come in for, you know, two, three days at a time, small groups, six people or less. And uh, we get an experience in the Mississippi Delta. We do some amazing duck hunting. We kill primarily mallards year in, year out. Um, but these last couple have been hard. Um, but we, we share meals around the big table in an old place with a lot of old stories and sit around a really old fire pit and you know share those experiences together uh i think at least for cameron and i and we're pretty sure our customers as well it's it's about being in the delta with your friends and people you care about and you know having a memory you can take away from uh here and always look back on and say this was a unique and special thing um I was going to ask you, uh, how many people can come and can you guys, you know, entertain at a time? We've played with different numbers. Um, when it comes to the duck hunting, we really like to keep it around six. We've done eight. Uh, much more than that, things tend to segment. And you end up with a little group over here and a little group over there. And 
for us, we find it's a lot more meaningful when, you know, we can really spend the quality time with our clients. Um, now, that said, we, we do some things outside of duck season that are open for larger groups. We had a group of uh, about 30 that comes in every year and does a, a dove hunt with us. They don't all stay on site, but they come in for the day and we do a private dove hunt with a big meal and wow. fun spread. And then, uh, you know, this time of year we've got teal and dove going on. So we do a little bit of teal hunting um, this time of year. And uh, we also have a sporting clays range uh, set up. So we have some options for people to come in, just hang out at Linden, swim in the pool, soak in the hot tub, watch the sunset on the wow. lake, and maybe do some sporting clays, that kind of stuff. Wow, sounds like a great time. I can't believe that we have not done this yet, but we'll do it. Uh, so I'm the guy that loves to cook what everybody's out killing. You know what I mean? I've always been that guy, <laughs> play, a little, right. play a little music, tell some stories. I'm that guy waiting on you to come in. I, my patience is very thin, and I grew up you know, doing – I was a bit more of a, a rabbit. Rabbit hunting was always fun. I had a friend with a pack of beagles, and we'd leave Delta State and come on the weekends, and, and, and then we'd bring it and you know, and make stew and fried rabbit, and we'd eat it during the week. Uh, it was it was more active to me than sitting and waiting on deer or waiting on turkey to show up. Back back in those days, Stuart, I'm telling you, no matter how long we waited on a turkey to show up, it didn't. And then when, when Franklin, Tennessee, at our home, we had some property there every day. Me and my basset hound waffles would sit there on the deck and look down. And there would be twelve, a dozen turkey walking single file. Like, hey, I was, I was there. You just didn't see me, you know. Like, and I said, there they are. And he just kind of look at them like I would. Uh, but, but so when you guys are dealing with natural wildlife, and also you want the ducks to come in, right? So, what do you do preparation wise, you know, to make sure or to, to to help along? You know, what do you what do you grow? Do you do grains? Sure. So tell me about so that it's, process. It's a it's a year round operation. I mean, just creating the habitat, maintaining the habitat. Cameron's done, man. He he's forgotten more about duck habitat than probably most people ever know. Uh, so we do spend a, a fair bit of the year. We have some property that we hold over in moist soil. Um, so we're holding water on it year round, creating uh, an environment that works for you know American lotus and duck potato and all these cool flowering aquatics um, that. You know, they may die off in the wintertime, but that brings in, you know, insects and aquatic um, larvae and snails and all kinds of cool things that the ducks love to eat late in the season when they're trying to get a lot of protein and build up for the rest of their migration. Um, so it, it is a thought process that we have to stay in year-round. I mean, I'd probably be in a tractor right now if it wasn't raining. Um, right, so, right. You know, just keeping the fields ready, we, we do have some... Uh, of our of our spots that are flooded ag field, um, so we end up leaving you know some standing row crop and flooding them and hunting out of pit blinds. Um, so it's it's always something. Uh, I'm excited that we're getting to this time of year where hopefully the mosquitoes are going to leave us alone a little bit, and it'll be a little bit easier to work outside during the daytime. But uh, it's always something. But it's it's fun. It's rewarding work. We love being outside and and being you know all year round the the transition yeah that's one thing about the delta it's the seasons are so visible you know we yeah we live by you know it's a starkly different place right now than it was a month and a half ago right right there was so much green a month and a half ago everywhere we looked and right now the fields are being prepped for the winter and you know the landscape changes the uh the animals change yeah i think we change a little bit too we get ready for our winter here in the delta well uh, okay so it sounds like to me just 
I'm going to go back a little bit. You talk about the larvae and uh, just the level. It sounds like to me there are levels of preservation that you guys are into. Like there's like, sure. you know, that, that constantly, you know, the food chain constant like that. So how do you make sure that uh, you, you touched on it a little bit, but is there a little deeper understanding for me and our listeners? Yeah. I mean, so ducks are, are not super complicated. They, they want somewhere to sit and rest and hang out and they want something to eat. And they want to feel safe. Um, and, you know, I think we think about a lot of times during the winter, the ag fields, the ag fields where the ducks are all stacked up in there. And they are out there getting corn and all that. But that corn is important. But that's not a part of their original natural diet. We, we do have a lot of places that we hold over is just grass that we let flood. And those natural grasses can produce, man, super high pounds per acre of seed that these birds get and you know in some cases it's a better protein source um same thing with the uh you know the invertebrates it, it can be a, a another powerful resource once uh the grain runs out because um, eventually you know it's either going to regrow or rot or you know the wildlife's going to pick it up and eat it you know we we as as hunters yeah we we do appreciate the game and the, the taking of the game but at the end of it we you know we love these animals and i love to prepare them i love to serve them i love to teach people that hey dove and duck and deer more than just being wrapped in a piece of bacon with some water chestnut and a jalapeno like we can <laughs> that is delicious I, it's I so good it. and i will, so I will good. never turn one down <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's a lot more to it you know when you look at the old french culinary textbooks and these old french cookbooks they they had venison and they had dove and they had quail and they had you know, all of these things that we now think of as wild game, they just thought of it as food. And and that's what we try to get back with our customers during the season. Whenever we're cooking these meals at the house, we try to do as much wild game as we can or, you know, mushrooms that we forage from around the lake or even just local products, you know, getting getting our, our local farmer friends, uh, you know, products and, and putting that on the table. There's going to be a whole lot more of that going along and around in the country since we've gone through what we've gone through. I think people are searching for something rural. You know what I mean? Like, and everything for that, sure. that it come, everything that comes with it and it encompasses and all that. We're with my pal, Chef Stuart Robinson, EsperanzaOutdoors.com with an S. Okay. Outdoors. Uh, also, the Delta Supper Club. You got to check it out. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But I want to stick to Esperanza Outdoors for a minute before we, when we come back, sure. you get to play DJ. We are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Go to visit Mississippi.org to find out the cool things like EsperanzaOutdoors.com that you can do, that you're going to do after this show, I hope. Uh, you get to play DJ. You know all about the history of the music in our great state. We are the birthplace of it all. So would you like to hear into the break? I'm going to let you go Ike Turner or Bobby Gentry. Huge fan of both, but I think I got to go Gentry. You got it. We're with Chef Stuart Robinson. We'll be right back. I'm Steve Azar. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rolling, rolling, rolling down Mississippi Highway. That's how we do it, Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. Thanks for tuning in on Super Talk Mississippi. I love saying the word Mississippi. Go to visit Mississippi.org to find out your next getaway. Speaking of that, you got to go 
to the Delta Supper Club. Check it out. Hey, Stuart, is it deltasupperclub.com? That's it. Okay. EsperanzaOutdoors.com. You're going to learn a whole lot about my pal, Chef Stuart Robinson, uh, hunting guide, storyteller. Uh, His partners in crime at Esperanza Outdoors is Cameron Dinkins and his partner, one of his partners in crime, my pal, Chef David Cruz, can cook off concrete. We both know that. Uh, Give him a spatula and just throw something on the hot concrete and it's all good. Uh, These boys roll that well at Delta Supper Club. Um, you and Cameron, I, I know of Cameron. I, I'm pretty sure we've met, but I've heard a lot of great things about him. You want a great working relationship when it's with two guys. It has to be like a marriage. I've got a sidekick on the road with me that's been with me for 25 years, sang on all my records, uh, and uh, it feels lonely on stage without him. So let me ask you, how did you guys get to know each other? And just knowing it's like it's like a brother of choice. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. I think we both view it that way. Um, I was given Cameron's name through a mutual friend because Cameron was starting a, uh, a hunting club at that point in time. This was back in uh, mid 2000s. And I came down to check it out. And man, as soon as I pulled up and, you know, saw Lake Washington and, and, and what Linden is and, you know, started talking with Cameron, I was immediately enamored with the place. But instantly he and I kind of, had a connection we had all the all of the same passions and a, a lot of mutual friends and, and mutual experiences uh but i mean even more so than than cameron and i's friendship like we're we're family his his kids i view as yeah i can't, i love them like they're mine and same goes the other way and his wife whitney is amazing uh she just does an unbelievable job of, of keeping our customers happy because when they come that that's what they do like they're spending time essentially with us as family um you know that's that Linden, whenever they come over and we eat dinner, you know, they stay in our cabins and lodges. But when we come over and do dinner, we do it at the house uh, around a big table. And, you know, it's, it's Cameron and Whitney's family table. Um, and, and, you know, that's what we want to send our customers home with, the feeling that they're family. Because that's the way it's worked with us. Uh, you know, we we spent a lot of time together in blinds over the last few years. I think we, we take it for granted because a lot of times it's like being in the kitchen with somebody or playing music with them. You don't have to even necessarily verbally communicate you just know what the other person needs right now right um right. you know i i felt that uh you know whether it was playing music or, or cooking food or, or working on a boat or, or in a duck blind when you have somebody that compliments you and sees what you need before you need it and even can verbalize it it's a game changer right oh there's there's absolutely no doubt i love that sometimes you speak without ever speak saying a word and that's it gets uh that's sometimes some precious moments and uh and definitely uh Knowing what one another one's thinking, there's something about sometimes you don't have to say a thing. Exactly, you say it best when you say nothing at all. The great song. That's it. Uh, Absolutely. So, uh, I I said doctor earlier, and I was thinking your (laughs) wife is a psychologist, correct? Well, she's a mental health therapist. She's a clinical counselor. Um, Yeah, part of why we moved to the Delta was you know Cameron and I had this guiding operation that was functioning. You know, several months out of the year, and my wife was getting ready to uh, start a practice to do uh, mental health. And I don't know, we both, we just felt the, the calling of the Delta and said, you know, this is where we think we need to be. Um, and I think it's been, a, man, it's been amazing to watch her grow and flourish here and be able to really reach out and, and help some folks. You know, we, we definitely... Yeah, we in Delta, we love it. We acknowledge how beautiful and special it is, but we know that we've got our fair share of stuff that we need to work on and do better with. And um, I think her being here and being able to serve as a a resource for people that need some mental help, 
um, has been been amazing. Where's Abby from? So she is originally from a small town, uh, 90 miles north of Destin, Florida, called Andalusia, Alabama, oh, right yeah. on the Alabama-Florida line. Right. Um, that's how we met. My family moved to Andalusia when I was uh, a junior in high school. And she and I met shortly thereafter and have been together ever since and wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, but I drug her back to Mississippi with me. And she tells it that I, I've always been in love with the Delta, but it took her eight years. <laughs> uh, I, I think we were back in Mississippi for uh, a number of years, and I would drag her down here. And I'm like, yeah, you, you're just going to love this place. And granted, most of the time when she was coming was in the winter. And, yeah. you know, if you don't, don't know what lens to see the Delta in the winter, it can look like a very, very open and brown space. Um, but over the years, it's it's grown on her and, and definitely become a place that neither one of us could imagine you know, our lives without. All right, let, let's talk about the Delta Supper Club because yep. you guys, you were just like our Mockingbird music series. We were doing it every, so every other month, and then we were doing it in Oxford and Hernando, and but Greenville was really a perfect setting, and so was Oxford. But with that said, uh, we've decided to, enough's enough and we're going to do with the pandemic really being the reason the biggest reason we're turning into a full-blown music festival uh it's going to be in march 5th and 6th in pre-planner season Mm -hmm. where i've got 12 big hit songwriters over 100 hits between them more than that coming in and we're going to celebrate you know on a farm uh my friend tim and angie zapponi have this great place the gin i'm sure you guys have have y'all done one of the dope supper clubs there yeah we did an event at the the gin at dunley yeah so yeah, so fan, fantastic setting. So we're going to be doing that, uh, and I'm turning. So I'm turning the Mockingbird Music Series into the Mockingbird Songwriters Music Festival, and doing it one time a year now. So with the Delta Supper Club and you guys, how you've evolved and you move around to cities, and you got to keep everybody really interested because you know our folks come and it's awesome. But I've been to the one in Clarksdale, for instance. It looked like we were at a, in an in excess video. Uh, there was one where everybody was at the table together, and I didn't know anybody. Like, people looked like came in for this, like from far away. And I thought I knew everybody in the Delta, but I was sitting at a table with only two people, uh, three people I knew. That was my wife and the two that we brought, right? So yeah. how, tell me about your visions. So that's, yeah, that's, that, that's a great story. So when, when the whole idea first started, we had held a, a small dinner for a bunch of friends from the Delta, to try to share some stories and, and kind of document some history of the Lake Washington area. It was a blast. Uh, I brought in a, a buddy of mine that was a chef from New York to do that with us. And uh, we just had a great time. Everybody kept saying afterwards, we need to figure out a way to do this more. And we started talking about it. And I started talking to David Cruz and said, look, man, I think we have a lot of friends that are chefs that would love to come hang out in the Delta and have a weekend of, you know, delta fun but at the same time i think there's a lot of stories that need to be told and places that need to be seen uh so maybe we can you know host these events and as we were working out the details david said man i think uh we need to make every every course that we can serve it family style and at first i was kind of well man you know this is in the time frame where you know really pretty plated food was starting to get really popular and i'm like man but we can put some pretty this on a plated dinner and he was like no i'm telling you family style i think that's it so we get to do it our first dinner it was at dockery farm we had chef edward lee uh from kentucky that that was down doing it with us and 
we made it to the second or third course, and David and I are in the kitchen prepping, and Chef Lee comes around the corner. He says, Stuart, David, come here. I want you all to see something. And he brings us around the corner, and we look into the dining room, and he says, do you see it? And we're like, what? He was like, there's no cell phones out. Everybody's just <laughs> talking. He was like, I don't remember the last time I saw that in the dining room. And what that family-style seating and service does, you know, I, I definitely give David credit. I don't even know if he knew at the time how integral it was going to be to what these dinners are. But sitting across from somebody you don't know, having to share a giant platter of a whole cooked fish, um, yeah. working together to serve each other, getting to interact with somebody that you don't know. We, we try to see people where, yeah, you've got somebody close to you that you know, but we really want you to get to know these other folks. Because here's the deal. If you're here, you got something in common. Um, right. You know, you're, you're going to enjoy talking to each other. You, you clearly share something. If your idea of fun is showing up in the Mississippi Delta and seeing where things go. <laughs> with Chef Stuart Robinson. We'll be right back. I'm Steve Azar. Most of the time. Folks, Steve Azar here. My friends at Guarantee Bank are setting the standard in banking. So Guarantee Bank is committed to excellence in financial services and their delivery to strengthen the communities they serve and help improve the quality of life for those all-important areas. So make your reservation today. Their doors are open. Just schedule your appointment and reserve your spot prior to visiting them at gbtonline.com. The entire team of Guarantee Bank are committed to serving you and keeping you and their staff safe during these unprecedented times. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. You can hear the show Saturday afternoons 1 until 3 right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Gary Klein and Kelly Jordan are our pros from the Bassmaster Elite Series. Mr. Whitetail Larry Wysoon takes care of all of our big game needs. Plus, Tom Dockin and Ronnie Smith will help you build a better bird dog. Not to mention the fact that we just have a whole heck of a lot of fun with a lot of great guests. I hope you'll be a regular. Hey, we'll see you in the camp house this Saturday at 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Back with my pal, Chef Stuart Robinson, storyteller, hunting guide, Esperanza.org.com. It's what visitmississippi.org is all about. One of the many incredible things that maybe you didn't know you can go do. I want you to go check it out. Also, you're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio as always. I have been blessed to have partaken in some incredible experiences when it came to meals, right? Uh, From Napa... Uh, I mean, all over the country, I've been chefs coming out of their kitchen, you know, serving me what they've made for themselves. You know what I mean? Great chefs and 
this was i've had cat core in my kitchen you know she found cardboard and she turned it into you know like water from <laughs> into wine she turned it into this great meal uh, it, i just can't explain how it's in my top 10 ever with you guys <laughs> ever ever that's how and it's the presentation it's the love it's the stories and also the this is what it's all about Stuart. to me getting other artists in the culinary world, in the storytelling world, in the music world, uh, in the writing sure. world, whatever it is, to come down and share together your visions and then turn it into a great meal, turn it into a great song, celebrate. I don't think anybody appreciates it more than the people that we surround ourselves with. I just think that For it's... Sure. And, and because there's so many great storytellers and great cooks in our region. I mean, to For me, sure. wouldn't you say that we sort of, as yeah, a... Absolutely. As an area, it's sort of nuts almost, the great storytellers and the characters that we have. You know, food's always been, you know, the centerpiece in the Delta. You know, supper clubs aren't a new thing. I mean, they were doing it, you know, 60 years ago down here, probably better than we can now. And I'm sure they went through some amazing parties and had a great time. Um, We're just trying to carry on that tradition and, you know, bring people to the Delta. We say that. Everybody's seen the mountains. Everybody's seen the beach. But nobody's seen the delta. So, right. come hang out with us. Come, come see what this place is all about. We try to every event. We're trying to tell a story, uh, share some history, and uh, a unique location, and and you know let the food uh, do the talking. My pal, Chef Stuart Robinson. Go to esperanzaoutdoors dot com to learn more about him and his partner in crime which is not even close to a crime it's a good crime if there's ever been a good crime cameron dinkins and his his other partner in crime my man chef david cruz uh, with delta supper club uh just how has the pandemic affected your business because people come from far away are, are they are they a little bit timid and shy and afraid now that you know i've been on planes i've had to to a few times but most of my most of my year has been canceled about probably yeah. 95 of it but i had had to move and go and and deal with flights and stuff like that and it's been okay not as good as it was but getting better so how has it affected you guys i you know as far as supper club goes we're kind of still testing the waters and and kind of seeing where our member base is feeling uh, we hadn't felt comfortable planning one quite yet, but right. you know we we we're ready to. We want to, uh, and I, you know we're hopeful that in the next you know month or so we'll be able to have a better idea what this is going to look like. I know right. we've been saying that for a while, but as soon as we possibly can, we know we can pull it off safely, and that our member base you know is ready. We're we're going to be ready to pull the trigger on that. Now, as far as Esperanza goes, I think you know. With us working where we're a small group based, and it's typically all people that are already in their little quarantine bubble that are going to be coming to visit with us. You know, we've we've stayed booked up, and I think uh, I think there's even more opportunity for people to come and get some smaller experiences in the Delta. You know, our supper club events have been anywhere from you know 100 to 200 people. Even though that's not possible, it's no reason that you know six people can't come and hang out in the Delta and have an amazing time and eat some great food and see some special places. Listen to, you know, there's still some good music going on around here. People are making it work. I love it. I love it. Well, we're all in this together and we're going to come out of it with a silver lining. I, I do believe 
that we just had to pivot a little bit and it's the great reset and we're all going to be better for it uh, it just it's been tough on all of us especially in the world of the arts and and this is the time that i told my wife i said it'd be nice for my name to be bounty or uh or charman <laughs> or <laughs> it'd be good wouldn't it <laughs> or windex because i don't know what's going on but there's no windex at kroger i can tell you that no and, you and, can't find it no no it's funny well Chef, I can't thank you enough. Everybody, EsperanzaOutdoors.com. It's what it's all about, bringing people in, celebrating, filling up hotel rooms. This is what visiting Mississippi is all about. Go to visitmississippi.org. Check it out. You've been in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio with my beautiful pal, Chef Stuart Robinson. Go to uh, the Delta Supper Club as well.com and check it out, and you're going to learn a lot about what makes this man tick even further. We appreciate you. I'm Steve Azar. You've been in the Mississippi Minute. Chef, can't thank you enough. Stuart Robinson. Thanks, Steve. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.